0: Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because
1: it's game time.
0: Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming. Today we ask a very important question, a modern question for once. In the age where everything is digital, music, movies, even video games, and yeah, you can buy full video games virtually now, but is it possible that there's still a market for not only retro video games, but physical copies of retro video games, modern video games, and even more? So is there really a market for even arcade games, like arcade cabinets. With me today, I have Joey, who is the owner slash founder of One Up Video Games in downtown Covina in Southern California. Welcome to the show, Joey.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, it's good to be here.
0: So, the big question we should start off with, is there still a market for retro video games? You own a retro video game store, so what's your opinion on retro video games? Is there still a market for people who wanna own physical copies?
1: Um, I think there's a huge market. For, for retro video games, I mean, the demand uh, exceeds the supply, um, and every game sold usually does not go back into circulation. So, if someone buys a Mario Kart, it becomes part of their collection, and you know, it really doesn't go back on the market. So, as time goes by, there's less and less games out there, um, demand is still increasing as more people get involved in it, more people discover it. So, so yeah, I think there's a huge market still uh, for retro video games. It's um, just hard finding the games now. Selling them is easy as finding the games.
0: So, typically, what type, like, tell the people, like, what type of games do you have from what age to what? Like, what do you have at your store
1: that you still see people buy? I mean, the most popular is Nintendo stuff, obviously. We carry, you know, all the way back to, like, the Magnavox Odyssey, all the way to... Oh,
0: wow. All the way back to the Magnavox Odyssey. Are you serious?
1: Yeah, uh, which is like 70s, I think. So the, the market... for That's where
0: you had the original Pong and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, those are the eras, you know, all the way from like 70s to, you know, 2017.
0: And so when people come in, like... Like you said, most of the stuff that is popular is Nintendo. Is there any specific console that people purchase more than others?
1: I mean, you know, it kind of goes in waves. Like some days people want nothing but N64. Other days we sell a lot of Super Nintendo. So it, it really just varies. I would say the two most popular systems right now, probably N64 and GameCube.
0: Especially because the GameCube didn't do necessarily so well,
1: so a lot of the games are really
0: rare, right?
1: They're just hard to get. I mean, the big issue with GameCube is there's a lot of broken GameCube discs. They're they're very difficult to repair. Uh, A lot of kids, you know, played with GameCube, so condition, uh, you know, is a big factor. A lot of games come in pretty beat up, Uh, and of course, like you said, it wasn't very popular during its era, so there's less GameCube games out there so
0: so what is your opinion on things like nowadays you can buy games virtually like Xbox has been doing it for a while where you can have things there PSN has been doing it and even now I think Nintendo is going to be doing something with the Switch they're going to have their own like pre like you pay to play online and stuff right
1: right mm-hmm.
0: So what's your opinion on that type of thing as opposed to like, because back in the day, you know, you collected the boxes and whatnot. So what's your opinion from back then to now?
1: Um, My opinion on what, on the games or like?
0: Kind of like that feeling of like collecting, you know, how like back in the day you had the manual and you had all that and the box art as opposed to now today, I feel like there's a lot less, right?
1: I mean, there's a lot less stuff. I think um, less attention is paid to the packaging to the presentation. A lot of that has to do with, like, of course, the internet because you know, reviews come out and there's a lot of promotion and you know a lot of videos and stuff like that. I think they focus on like digital promotion and not so much the actual presentation of the physical copy. I think, The Switch games are a perfect example. They come with nothing inside. So no manual, no paperwork, no pamphlet. It's literally just the game in a plastic box.
0: As opposed to like a Super Nintendo, like what would you get in a Super Nintendo? Like if you went out, bought Mega Man X fully back in the day, what would come with it?
1: I mean, Super Nintendo games, especially the old games like NES, Super Nintendo... Um, there, to me, they're works of art. So, you know, there was a lot of attention paid to the box, what it looked like, because for a lot of kids, especially kids in the eighties and nineties, um, you'd go to the store, you would see the box and the box would really catch your attention. The packaging would really catch your attention. So I think it was really important for them to make a nice box. Uh, and then of course, when you opened it, you know, as a kid, Uh, You wanted to see the manual. The manual had.
0: It was like like opening on
1: Christmas Day, opening a present. Of course, you know? And the manual was like really, really important. I remember going on road trips. You couldn't play video games on road trips, obviously. Um, So the manual was something that we looked at, we read. um, It had original art inside. Of course, it told you how to play the game. It was just like a cool companion piece uh, to the actual game. You know, so.
0: Yeah, like it was more, it had more of a value. They put more, like you said, it was a work of art. They put more of their heart in what they wanted this piece to be, as opposed to nowadays. I think you said, like, literally nothing comes in. It's just the disc for the Switch?
1: Uh, Just the cartridge. Yeah, just the cartridge. And that's it. That's
0: crazy to think that that's all it comes with because I remember uh one of the games that I remember fondly because uh for me the Super Nintendo was what I grew up with um one of the games was Goof Troop and I used to love reading the little book and like they had like color sometimes and like there was full of artwork and just there was so much attention to detail I feel back in the day and like you said it was the box art that caught your attention that's not to say that games today don't have good box art or anything but it's not it's not what it used to be
1: right no i mean i think the box art is still pretty good it's mostly the internals that have changed you know like um the content that you get inside the box that's you know it's gone to the point where it just doesn't exist anymore the switch really i think the switch is probably the first console to ever not have manuals inside, which is kind of surprising when you think about the history of Nintendo and you think about a lot of their early, you know, releases and how fat the manuals are, how thick they were. So, um, so yeah, I mean, some people like it, some people don't. Um, I'm probably, you know, on the, the side that doesn't like it. I prefer to have uh, artwork inside, you know? I want a nice manual and I want something to read and look at and, and view and stuff, so.
0: And so there's a lot of people who just say no, like, re- like physical copies are going to be obsolete someday. What do you say to those type of people who are like, yeah, no, th- retro video games and physical copies, they're going to go. Do you really think that? Or do you think there will always be people who want the physical copy or retro video games, physical copies?
1: I mean, I think as time goes on, there's going to be less people who are attached to physical items especially young people like you know my son is seven Um, he could really care less if there's a manual in the box Um, he doesn't even really care about having the physical item i mean if he could purchase it on his wii u his switch he would prefer that than actually having uh, a physical copy a cartridge it's me who insists on getting him the physical Copy and I think a lot of young people really have no attachment to uh, physical items. So I, I feel definitely uh, store bought physical games will die eventually. And I think we're starting to kind of see the beginnings of that. Wow. Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of painful to hear though to think that there will be a moment, you know, maybe it's not necessarily anytime soon, but with age, it might go. Uh, hopefully there are people. I personally love still owning physical copies. I love, like, sometimes opening a PS2 game or anything like that. Some PS2 games still had some pretty thick, like, manuals and stuff. And some of them still came with good content. And even some of them, like, the more deluxe editions or the, you know, the super special editions came with extra stuff, like a CD, like the soundtrack. I think, I do believe, I think it was Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo had some sort of thing with that, didn't it? Yeah, the
1: Killer Cuts CD. yeah Yeah.
0: so another lost art which it really sad saddens me because i remember growing up going to arcades arcade games are things you don't really hear about people going to the arcade anymore sometimes even like look at xbox live they have like the xbox xbox live arcade games where they kind of port some of the games what do you think about arcade games And arcade consoles.
1: I mean, I love arcades. I've always loved arcades. I used to be a big Street Fighter player in the 90s. So the arcade was really kind of like the epicenter uh, for video games, at least for me, because there was no internet. So you would go to the arcade and you would see someone use a character in a way you've never seen before. And then you just kind of took, you know, something he did and incorporated into your game. So it was like an exciting time because you really never knew uh what to expect uh with an arcade and um unfortunately you know uh when home consoles became popular when home consoles became more powerful less and less people went to the arcade and more companies focused you know most of the development on home consoles because they just made more money and arcades they died because they just did not make the same amount of money uh, they were making in in the early days. So um, that's why we are trying to bring uh, the arcade back, and we're trying to show people, hey, this is what it was like. Uh, this is what people used to play. Now, even my son, I used to t- I tell him like, hey, you know, this is really where it was when we were young. Like the arcade was a, a huge Uh, part of our lives and um, So yeah, that's what we want to do is kind of bring the arcade back Um, It's definitely not as popular as it was in the 80s and 90s. It probably will never be uh, That popular but so far the response has been good people seem to like it a lot of people are surprised that we even have these machines or that these machines even exist anymore
0: Um, (laughs) yeah talk about that a little more what's going on because i've walked into the store and i've seen what's going on let people know what's kind of been happening in your store because i remember a couple months ago there was like some remodeling being done and a lot of people didn't know what was going on and recently when i walked in i saw a whole bunch of arcade cabinets so talk about that of what's happening at one of video games well
1: we had this idea you know we were just kind of bouncing around ideas because you know our store is pretty huge it's about three thousand square feet um so we have like a big area in the back we were using it to store games and we thought well what could we do with this area we thought maybe doing a game center um, but you know you're basically trying to give people what they already have at their house and usually at their house you're more comfortable you know you got your big TV um, so we kind of you got your couch you got your snacks you got everything you could possibly want at home pretty much you know um, so we were bouncing around ideas and we kind of came up with the idea of the arcade. Uh, some people thought it would work, uh, people within the store, um, thought it was a good idea. Then we just kind of started asking people like, Hey man, what do you think ab- about, an arcade? Um, and so the response was, was pretty positive. So we thought, let's just go for it. And we just started buying up arcades. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, some of the early machines that I bought, I probably would not have purchased now just because we're a little bit more experienced and stuff. Um, and we bought a lot of them really fast. Like this whole thing started maybe like three months ago, I would say. And in the span of three months, we probably purchased about 40 machines. Wow. So
0: That's a lot of machines. And what are some of like the staple games that you think people are attracted to right now?
1: Well, of course, you got to have the Street Fighters. Uh, Of course. And then, you know, you got to have some of the early 80s games like Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers. Um, You know, you need the 90s uh, four player games like Simpsons, X-Men, Sunset Riders.
0: Oh, you guys have Sunset Riders? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we
1: have Sunset Riders
0: oh my gosh i love sunset riders i still have the port of it for the super nintendo but it was just not the same like don't get me wrong some of the ports are really good but the fact that you guys have sunset riders that that should be a reason to go
1: definitely you know so um so yeah we just started mixing it up doing 80s and 90s of course we have mortal Kombat. we have a couple japanese games um a couple shooting games like terminator area 51 So those are really, like, the ones you remember in the arcade, those are really the ones we're going for right now, like the really popular ones. Um, The ones that kind of give you that, like, nostalgic feeling like, hey, like, I remember that. I remember playing in Shakey's that game. I remember going to the arcade and and playing this game. So that's really what we're going for is to try to get some really cool 80s, 90s machines. Um, And so far, the response has been uh, pretty good. The hardest thing for us right now is just getting the machines repaired, figuring out um, how to get certain things working, trying to find parts for these old machines. Because we're pretty new to this this whole arcade thing. And um, like I said, so far, it's been a a pretty good response. Our goal right now, we have 40. Our goal is to have 100 by the end of the year. Obviously, we can't fit 100 inside the store. So we're just going to rotate them. Uh, every month you know keep like 20 of the of the core machines in here and then rotate the other 20 so that's our goal for for this year is to have at least 100 by the end of the year
0: Wow, that's quite a goal. I mean, you guys have a ways to go, so I think you could do it. Um, Do you plan on having like tournaments with these arcades or are they just for people to come and play and enjoy?
1: You know, tournaments are, I think, really important and we definitely want to do tournaments. But I think to make tournaments popular and to kind of get the community involved, we need to stream them. So that's what we're looking into right now is how to uh, capture the footage from within the arcade machine uh, on a modern day PC so that's what we're trying to figure out that's what we're trying to research right now I know it can be done because I think there's arcades in Japan who uh, stream like old video old video games old fighters so so de- yeah definitely tournaments are really important streaming is really important um, so yeah that's definitely uh, something we're trying to get going is the uh, tournament part of the arcade.
0: I think that would be really cool because, you know, back in the day, you didn't really know how good somebody else was. Like, you might be the best at Street Fighter on the Super Nintendo with your group of friends, but when you entered an arcade, it felt almost like... You're entering the, the the championship league, you know. You're playing against that other kid from another block or whatever, and he might know some moves you don't know with Ryu or Ken or whoever you might be using, right?
1: Definitely. I mean, I even in the you know couple weeks that the arcade has been open, I've met a lot of people who thought they were like the best in Street Fighter. You know, during their their day in their neighborhood, they were the best, and then they come over here. And, you know, they'll play someone like me or my friend. And then, you know, they they kind of realize, okay well, they're they're not the best, you know, overall.
0: Maybe they're they're not as amazing as they thought they were. Yeah.
1: And it's happened to me. I mean, I remember like, you know, being the best in my kind of local community and then going to an arcade and just getting absolutely demolished. And that was like a wake up call. You realize, okay well, you're pretty far from the best. There's a lot of work to be done. A lot of practice has to be done, and but that's how you kind of test yourself. Like in anything, is you know you, you go up against the best, and you see how you do, and that you know that kind of gives you an idea of where you need to improve and, and get better. And so, um, so yeah,
0: yeah. Those are some definitely wise words right there. That's some words of wisdom. That like, how do you test yourself? Play against the best, or compete against the best. Gauge where you're at, and get better at what you do. Definitely and i'm super excited to see what types of things and what types of arcades you guys are going to pull because like i said i saw things like Dragon Quest and i saw what else did i see i i did see the Simpsons arcade and i was hearing all the sound effects from the Mortal Kombat and the Street Fighter and i really hope that tournaments and arcades can come back even if it's just for a little bit you know you you guys could be the center you know of bringing that type of Nostalgia back because there was many people who loved arcades and I was one of them, you know Uh, I think one of them back in the day with like laundromats and stuff I used to play miss pac-man and pac-man all the time That was my thing. But again, it's one of those things where I thought I was good But chances are there's people way better than me. Yeah, especially nowadays But I think the question is definitely there and it'll stay there for a while. Is there a market? I think so. I really do because I see people in there who are willing to pay the money and have like a a collection of a in-box complete Mega Man X or things from the Virtual Boy. I've even seen some things in there from the Atari 2600 and like you said you even have things from the Magna Odyssey.
1: Uh yeah, I mean collecting is is huge right now. I think a lot of people collect a lot of stuff. Video games is definitely uh, high on the list for a lot of people um nostalgia is really popular right now like retro everything is popular retro shoes retro clothes retro games uh vinyl is humongous now um so i think just in general like this generation really loves to collect things to display things of course you know social media kind of like kickstarts it and helps it because you know people post their collections and they get a lot of positive feedback um people recognize those collections and it kind of makes you want to get more and and buy more and have more and you know put more on the shelf and stuff so um so yeah there's definitely a market uh for all things uh that are collectible right now
0: yeah and i would agree but thank you so much joey for being on here it has been a blast our 20 minutes just flown by and i hope maybe i can have you again in the future how does that sound? for sure
1: man i appreciate you inviting me dude this has uh been very cool so thank you very much man
0: well that wraps up another episode of zero's game room want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer at trek on twitter and at david underscore ritter for voicing my intro keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on facebook at zeros gaming room and on twitter at zeros game room until next time gg with a definite re